You want to get high, man? Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. Rojan Kim. Alright, hello everybody. Welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. And joining me today is Mitchell Phillips. Hey. Hello. Hi. Where are you? Where are you, man? Where's uh, where are you? Um, I actually don't know. Um, I'm up in North Hollywood, technically. Oh, okay. But my mail will say anything. It'll be like Tuluka Lake, Tuluka Village, Los Angeles, uh, Valley Village. So I don't even know where I live, but I'm a, I'm near the Arts District. So. Uh, say no wait way. a minute. So Tuluka Lake. Valley Village, NoHo. I kind of, is it like, are you close to like Chandler and Lancaster yeah, yeah, right or something by like that? Okay. Next to the Ha-Ha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at, I Oh, right by the Ha-Ha. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. the best club in North Hollywood. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> the it really, truly is. It really The is. Valley's premier comedy venue. I mean, it is, if there is one... <clears throat> comedy venue that survives in the valley i hope it's the haha yeah yeah i mean it's not liquid zoo that's for sure Oof. no it's there's no way liquid zoo is gonna make it like liquid <laughs> zoo doesn't have the capital that the haha is built up or they'll just go next door and they just combine with the autism awareness center and it's just <laughs> one <laughs> <laughs> it's the same people it would be the same good people showing up <laughs> yeah yeah josh can just hang out josh Myers can just hang out after his meetings and just get a, a tight five in Oh man, what's that poor kid doing, man? Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, I don't know, man. You're, I, 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 I do a very poor job of uh, staying in touch with my ex-roommates. Yeah, I'm not a, a good, I don't, um, a lot of my roommates, I feel like it was like happenstance, you know what I mean? Like I would have never, not necessarily would have chosen this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's fine. It's That's fine. What's such, I've always like, I mean, I lived in the back of like a shady open mic club for almost two years. Before right. that, I was lived with like three or four guys. This is the first time like I'm actually like on my own. It's just me and my lady. <laughs> and I'm like financially stable and I'm getting it together. And then fucking, I don't know if I even have a job right now. Yeah, then the whole world goes to shit. Um, but do you, uh, do you think you could go back though to sort of the flop house living after this? Oh, uh, probably not. I mean- it's tough, man. Once you get yeah, a couple things have happened. I know I'm now that like because I work in production, I work in props. So like now that like not being able to work in the movie industry, and then now for the past four months, I mean things are popping up. But I've only got one set like two weeks ago in the last yeah. like four months. So it's like if you take those two things away from me, like I'd rather live in fucking New Hampshire, you know? Right. Like, why not? That's why people are moving away in droves. They're like actually like you I think know, like half a million people this year have left California. Good riddance, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I was, I was fucking born and raised here, and I'm like that doesn't sound like a bad idea right now. Dude, well, yeah, because you know California itself as a state has just lost its shit. I don't know what it's doing, man. It's actually historically done dumb things. You know what I mean? Like just as oh, yeah. a state, just passing. I think it really. I think they should really take away that whole proposition thing from California. I think it's just oh yeah, because um, they I think what they fucking Prop thirteen or some shit. It was like this thing they passed in the seventies that in, they fucked up the tax code, and it was Schwarzenegger <laughs> who actually changed it. So they basically cut the whole um, the revenue base for the state. Essentially, it, like just stopped making it. Um, I think they like made it so that they needed a two thirds majority to even raise property taxes or whatever. Yeah. Like the state just could not generate revenue with this law that they put mm -hmm. in. And then it also made it so that um, you could like 
parcel out the communities so that like Woodland Hills would get a percentage of its tax base returned to it and not necessarily give it to the main, you know, to the, like the city infrastructure or whatever. So like it allowed a lot of these like different communities to like Beverly Hills or whatever to take the city's municipalities, but not necessarily pay like everything that yeah. they would be paying. Yeah, well, it's like everything that, so. where like, I mean, I mean, I mean, the more you learn, everything is so insidious, just the way everything works. But some of it is like it's well-intentioned or at least it's like voted on based on good intentions because people are tricked into it. And then, sure. and then you're like, all right, well, let's see if this bites us in the ass in 30 years. Yeah. And then it does. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole history. The whole history of this place really is, right? Like, I mean, that's yeah. the thing about LA is like the more you learn about it, the more you're just like, oh, this is just like, um, all just make believe. It's all stolen. It's all... <laughs> Like well, yeah, blood. you think about like like even in like the '30s, because I, I in my neighborhood there's buildings that were built in like the '30s, and uh -huh. it was like artist bungalows. So like the actors who worked in like Burbank and stuff, this was like their getaway. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, it's ten North minutes down the freeway now, yeah. but it was a different city. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But it, they were surrounded. You look at pictures of the buildings, and they were completely surrounded by like onion fields and shit. So, no, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The valley wasn't built up until like the '70s and the '80s, which is kind of crazy. Which well, and you've LA seen itself isn't much older than that. Yeah, well, you've seen Chinatown, right? You've seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Forget so about it, Jake. The fucking whole thing was about turning the va the valley was worthless desert land that they irrigated mm -hmm. with the water from Kern County and all around, and turned it into orange orchards. Like that's yeah. how the valley got started, and then they developed on top of that. Like so, yeah. which is you know, hilarious because like, you'll see like uh, like a. You know, these mini mansions next to like apartment buildings next to like a, you know, single family home. There's just zero like coding or anything because it was yeah. just the wild, wild west because LA like municipal code didn't apply up here. Yeah. And it just, and in a way it sort of, it fits like the culture of what this place is where you could just do whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. like rules. There's mm -hmm. no, it's like, if I want to just build a fat mansion here because I got the dough, I'll do it. Like, if I, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, man. So. All right, so like you started working on some shit. I, I bet like, I think that shit's gonna start up again, don't you? Don't you think that like the- Well, production... I think they were allowed to. It's, I mean, we, cause what was it? It's almost a month now. Uh, production was allowed to start. Uh -huh. uh, and just nobody's doing it. Not even like commercials or independents. I'm starting to see from comics, they're saying like people are casting again. Yeah. Which is good, but like I I work in props, which is usually for the most part pre-production, unless it's like a you know like a running show where they're getting things in the process. But normally, you know, because we were uh, like mostly work on commission, so like things have to be like you know proposed and designed and everything beforehand, and we're not even getting those bids yet, which is kind of crazy. Right. So that means like nothing's big is starting up. And granted, like we we're like the biggest prop house in the world, or my former employer is. Um, so we work on, you know, like the the big stuff, the Star Treks and the Star Wars and the fucking, uh, you know, what was it? Avatar 2 was like most mm -hmm. of our work last year, 2 and 3. But uh, like those guys aren't going to pick up for a while. It's, you know what I mean? I think it's going to start with commercials and start with non-union and then slowly like uh, hopefully, you know, it, we might get like a late 90s resurgence where they we just have tons of these like two to five million dollar movies coming out. Yeah, maybe. Most of these like massive franchises and stuff like that, because people are more willing to take the risks, and it's easier with smaller crews. But right now, it's just so ridiculous. They're not willing to have, uh, you know, three hundred people on a soundstage. 
which is it's hilarious too because it's like one of the few industries where like <laughs> the plebeians have to be around like the ultra rich so they're like these people that can afford just not work for three years are like no nah, let's let's play it safe and this guy's like i gotta fucking i gotta pay off my boat dude yeah well and honestly the revenue will start talking in a bit you know what i mean like i think mm -hmm. my i have like a i mean this is I don't know if it's cynical anymore or just realistic, but I honestly feel like they're going to push this thing all the way up to the election. And then right after the election, just like magic, it's going to be like, oh, well, you know what? Like things aren't as bad. You know, we could start opening up now. And like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like it won't be November be like, 4th, but it'll be like the, like the 10th, you know, it'll be around play. Christmas. It'll be like, you yeah. know, it's the time, you know, the, the coronavirus has been officially deemed, you know, over like, there's oh no yeah. All these companies like, we at Target stand with you in these hard times. And then like Black Friday, they're like, we're not missing out on those fucking numbers. No, no, they're going to push the vaccine or whatever they have, whatever it is they want to push out. They're going to be like, we're going to give it away for free this Christmas, you know, or happy, yeah. or happy Hanukkah or whatever the fuck, you know, like. For this deadly disease, you have to take a test to even know if you have. Right. Yeah, it's so deadly that hardly anyone <laughs> has it. What is it? What are the numbers now? It's like 99.5% survive, survival rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing is that like, they don't tell anybody the nice numbers. They tell them the scary numbers, right? It's just like the case yeah, they were numbers. Constantly numbers reporting on uh, case numbers. But then, like, when fucking death numbers took a dive, they just stopped right. reporting on death numbers. Yeah. Death, and death, death numbers spiked. They were like, death numbers are spiking. But if you look at the death graph, it, it constantly spikes up and down. You know what I mean? It constantly yeah. spikes up and down. So that's part of the cycle of it. But if you look at the total deaths, it's still decreasing over, you know what I mean? It still means well, that. Even that, like even in the worst cases, like um, like granted, Florida, I think has like um, just below like two thirds of the cases of New York. Yeah. But I think an eighth of the deaths, mm -hmm. which are like, that's almost well, overwhelmingly positive, especially yeah, if we're considering like a, they have somewhat of an equivocal uh, population, but yeah. Yeah, like um, Texas, Texas has, when you control for per 150,000, they have like uh, a tenth of the death rate of New Jersey. Yeah, and you know even I mean? like, now, like you're seeing reports now coming out of Florida where there's uh, um, like all these organizations with out-of-state funding, which is always suspicious, are all like, uh, one case was um, this study embellished by like 90%. They were saying it was like 95% death rate when really it's like 5% something right. like that or it's like right. what's yeah. going on here well there so, well it's transparent i mean i just feel like it's the, they politicized it so that they can use it as uh, there's things okay so because this is the way if I, I see it the timeline is sort of like if we just start from hillary losing they start a <laughs> russia gate right yeah. russia gate goes for like three and a half years until finally they switch to impeach did they find anything there in the Russia thing? No, no, no. All they did oh, was they oh, put, oh, that's weird. Yeah, they, but nothing in Russia. So they switched stories to, to a different story, which actually undermines the Russiagate narrative because the new story is that Trump would have tried not to arm Ukrainians who are fighting the Russians, but then he did arm them. So if he's a Putin puppet, why would he arm the enemy of the Russians? It doesn't even make sense. What's that right? called? The, the uh, Trump derangement syndrome, where it's just like literally if he told them to stop breathing, they'd hold their breath. Right, exactly. Fucking ridiculous. It, well, it's like, don't say, start a proxy war. Start a proxy war. It's like, what do, what do you want me to do? 
So basically, and also forcing Trump to become even more hawkish on Russia anyway. So he expanded NATO, he canceled the nuclear treaty, he did all this shit that already fucks with Russia, but it doesn't matter. But now they're trying to impeach him. They were trying to impeach him. Meanwhile, while they're trying to impeach him, the pandemic is starting in China, right? The pandemic is starting in China and the intelligence community tells, same intelligence community that made up Russia Gate <laughs> and was the whistleblower for the uh, the impeachment thing about Ukraine. You know, it's like, that was a CIA dude. Like, yeah. uh, the same dudes hold a briefing, the fucking senators tell them about this thing and the senators, instead of telling everybody else, they fucking go insider trade and make money off of it and then mm -hmm. still continue the, the sham trial that they were holding, you know, oh, yeah. fucking, at the same time. And then they turn around and blame fucking Trump for everything. Right? <laughs> like, when, you know, and it's just like, come on, guys. Well, you can literally like, put side by side the articles of when, like, it's, it's just the flu. It's just the flu up until, like, yeah, March. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. literally a week later, the same author. Like, it's not even like, oh, they're both coming from CNN. It's like, no, the same guy for CNN is like, Trump acted too late. It's like, well, you were calling it the flu for the past two months. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, so neither party, neither side has any guile anymore, right? They're just kind of openly, mm -hmm. kind of buffoonishly kind of stumbling through everything. So then it Unless it's the Patriot Act. Right. Well, then, then they're, they're united. Yeah, when it comes to the military, yeah, yeah. When it comes <laughs> to ending the, uh, continuing the wars and making sure Trump doesn't pull out of Afghanistan, you know, that's what the Russian bounty shit is, right? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. You're trying to pull out? No, because Trump wanted to pull out before the election. Like, he <laughs> wanted to have a thing to be like, look, I did, I did the thing I said I would, one of the things I said I yeah. would do, but they, with this Russian bounty thing, they changed the NDAA, right, so that he can, the, I think it's like total victory now is the condition to getting out of there. Like they, we can't withdraw troops unless it's like absolute complete victory. Yeah. You know Let's mean? see like how that works. Yeah, that's never going to happen. So that's what they want, both sides for some reason. <laughs> like right, like so. So the whole thing is like a obvious like kfab pro wrestling thing, right? Where uh -huh. it's like two parties in a manufactured conflict. Meanwhile, they're sort of hand in hand doing the shit for the bank. They're extracting wealth for the rich and like perpetuating a military industrial complex. That seems to be bipartisan. And the Epstein thing is also <laughs> bipartisan, right? Uh, that yeah. all seems to be bipartisan, but, uh, you know, maintaining a global pedophile ring <laughs> for millionaires. Oh yeah, that's that the part where like CNN will report on Chris D'Elia, like texting a girl. And then yeah. now we find out like he puts out his side of the text and it's like, she was just lying to him the whole time. And he's like, they were all, even like the yeah. most incriminating one was like, uh, he's like, oh, sorry, I you have to be 18 to get in my shows. I thought you were yeah. of age. Yeah, he did what you're supposed to do. But like, then, like, there's overwhelming evidence for, like, an international, you know, cabal of people selling children. And they arrest one madam, Jeffrey Epstein, who's essentially a pimp. Right. And they're like, well, isolated incident. We got the whole network. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, what about the entire system that was in, you know, enabling right. this guy? You got fucking, you got Trump and Clinton tied to him. You got Gates. You got fucking, you got billionaires. Billionaires tied to this guy, royal family. They're not going to investigate any of it. No, it's this guy. He's the bad guy. And then we got Galante. Oh, yeah, I really think that, for me, I thought it was, the timing was interesting. It, it came, like, right before the annexation of the West Bank, mm -hmm. like, in Israel. I yep. think, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's... You know, there's all this shit about her dad being Israeli intelligence and that the Israelis are probably protecting her this whole time, you know, and I feel like... No, well, she is. I mean, uh, Whitney Webb has done a brilliant couple of write-ups on, on just the whole Maxwell family. It's not only, yeah, like, yeah, her yeah. father, who was, like, a triple agent, but uh, she's also, like, heavily embedded her sisters, like, designed software for the entire yeah. the late 90s. 
Yeah, yeah. I heard uh, she was on the like Tim Dillon show or whatever. So I heard her mm -hmm. on there talk about like that she has the twin sisters who run the software shit, and then the think tank guys who are fighting terrorism or whatever. Like that's all part of the Maxwell show. It's all Israeli tied into Israel. Um, so I think they basically gave her up. They were like, they, there was a. You know, it's just like interesting that like you know the West Bank gets annexed. We don't say peep. Nothing happens, and then she next day suddenly she's in. You know, she's like the news, right? Like, say, I don't know. Yeah. It just seems just convenient. It just seems like that's what happens with the Maxwell family is like, if Israel doesn't want you anymore, they'll just fucking, there you go. Yeah, but you'll still get a nice military bu a burial as a politician. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know about Ghislaine. You think she'll be. No, no, uh, no. I was just making a joke. Robert Maxwell is like, he's just. He oh, was, just, was he given a military? Like, yeah, he was oh, a yeah, British he was a hero. industrialist and like a media mogul. And then. Right. For some reason, he got like a military burial in Israel. You're like, what's up with that? Huh? that was, can you imagine there's like a negotiation about all of it? Like, okay, look, we got to kill Robert, but can you at least bury him with honor? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like, they're like, all right, we'll take it. <laughs> well, you know what's funny too about all that is Black Lives Matter is starting to get like, uh, like the whole the neocon, like Zionist uh, faction of politics mm -hmm. turned against Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. coincidentally the day after black lives matter spoke out against the west bank <laughs> interesting and there's this whole thing with the nick cannon being anti-semitic right well, like that's just like uh, that's just hotep shit like well i know but it's section of black dudes who think like we are the sons of jacob but it's how you obscure the two things you conflate the two things together you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's what builds the case for the like pro-palestinian faction of the black lives matter movement yeah to just be like, oh, you guys are anti-Semitic. Like this is. Oh yeah, well, it's the you same with I mean? like. like um, it's just. I think anti-maskers have a lot of like valid points, but because you know. Yeah. Like you look at yeah. like a virologist. Look what they wear. It look like they're going to fucking right. use a bomb, and right. then also like a bandana supposed to protect me. Right. So I can shop at fucking Smart and Final, but um, but yeah, you but you the only videos that go viral of like these these people going crazy or like I have rights or I have an illness or whatever. Right. You just you discredit the whole thing. thing. It's the same yeah. thing as like agent provocateurs where you, right. get it, you just get one cop in and dressed in all black to just go smash a window and it kicks off, you know, the powder keg. Yeah, or like but the idea it, it that... it discredits the whole movement. That's what a conspiracy theorist, there's a conspiracy about conspiracy theorists that they were actually started by the CIA as controlled opposition to discredit oh, yeah. any dissent of the intelligence community because you could just be like, ah, they're all tinfoil, hat-wearing crazies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's um, the term conspiracy theorist actually came from a CIA memo. That's where it originated. And then it was disseminated throughout the media over like the 60s and 70s. Nice. So clearly we're both members of the alt-right. Well, good to, yeah. <laughs> good to meet yeah. a fellow Nazi brother. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm first generation on my dad's side, second generation on my mom's side. R refugees. You're an Asian nice. man, but we're both white supremacists. We're, we are now, well, it's so insidious that you know what I mean? It doesn't matter anymore who you are, or what you are. Like, it doesn't yeah. logically matter. It's in everything. It's like sin. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. We are all sinners because we're not on the side of good. So now we're. Yeah, that's why I, I commented on one of your posts. Like, I much preferred the deity based religions where at least you could, like, I, yeah. speak out against them or be like, oh, this is silly. Or, like, because I believe in religion. I believe in, like, Judeo Christian values. I just think organized religion is fucking ridiculous because it was just uh -huh. co opted, you know, so many hundreds of years ago that right. it's just such an such a system you can't fight really right um and you can't well, really like you can't use rationality to get somebody out of somebody they didn't something they didn't use like rationality to get into yeah um 
so I think it's weird, but this whole new like lefty religion where there is no, you know, it's not even like they, they don't, they do have their like, uh, whatever, their apostles, I guess, but they're still like, even those people are take downable, counselable. Yeah, because what their, their whole thing is, is like a, a preposterous proposition, right? Is, is that there's true evil in the world and that they're on true good side. Because well, that's the, you, that's an interesting point. I think that's like Thomas Sowell, who was like the, the right, like the right wing people think that the left is misled, but the left wing people that think that the right is evil, evil. Yeah, and that's a huge problem. That's that's dangerous. It's more dangerous because that implies that they're good. And yeah, there's then, virtue in, uh, and then there's justification for exactly uh, immoral reactions. You know, to fight evil. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh, There's certain things you would do in wartime you wouldn't do outside of wartime, and they look at this as war. Right. So that's how you get Nazis. I mean, if you want to look at how you get Nazis, that's how you get Nazis. You get a bunch of people who think they're doing good for the good of the nation. We yeah. got to exterminate these people. We got because all you have to do is replace Nazis you know, um, just the idea of Nazis with racists. And mm -hmm. I can, I've seen it already online where people be like, let's round them up, let's gas them. And, and if you're you white, know, you're like inherently that. racist. You have of original course. sin. So we'll just round them up first, right? And then anybody who doesn't agree with us, they're also on the list. Let's round those guys up. You know, it's yeah. like totally natural totalitarian behavior. You know, I think yeah. it just happens. Which like Thomas Sowell, I, I, I've known about this guy for, you know, 12 years now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I enjoy reading. <laughs> it's a... You have to explain to people what books are. You know, it's a bunch of pages yeah. with two thick pages on either side. But then, uh, well, he's, the most he's been an intellectual for 50 years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden in the past six months, he's become a coon, according he's a to them. Yeah, yeah. Now he's also he's a black Nazi. Yeah, they're all Nazis. <laughs> We're all Nazis. They're everywhere. It's like, that's, <laughs> that's what the whole white fragility, the premise of that white fragility thing is that like, it's, it's that white supremacy, is, right? white supremacy is like a sin that you have to constantly absolve yourself of that actually you can never absolve yourself of. That's the other thing about religion. See, the thing about religion is there's at least a path to re redemption. There's like some place you can go um, or something you could do like ethics or something, you know, something you could do. But with this, there's no path. It's just, you always have to be guilty and then you're either guilty or persecuted to guilty. Mm -hmm. Those are your two Well, positions. that's the thing is like, like with Judaism, it was about leading a virtuous life. And then that mm -hmm. bred Christianity, which, you know, the Catholics have like direct um, acknowledgement, you know, through confession, you're going, you know, essentially you're, you're going to counseling where you're going, I know this was wrong, but I did it anyway. And right. you know what I mean? But it's, right, it's right, right, right. talking your way through that. And then Christianity is like, uh, you know, Protestantism, I guess, is just like, uh, just being aware of it, you know, have, knowing that Christ is in your heart or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it keeps getting dwindled down until it's like, uh, there's no absolvability you're evil where it's kind of funny where like like volkswagen got caught um a couple years ago putting out like like cheating emissions tests like sometimes like 40 fold what was like legally allowed and this and that and they put out a statement where they're they're perfectly fine now they, so we're now at the point where we're absolving multinational corporations but kevin hart can't get away with a tweet from 12 years ago <laughs> right yeah well it is interesting because it is really it is a perversion of christianity in the sense that like like protestantism the intent was to get away from a cast of priests who are the only ones who could communicate with god right like the whole yeah. premise is that the individual ha ha you know we can change the bible so it's not just in latin everybody can read it and you now have the power to talk to god directly and he can directly but that on the flip side what seemed to happen is that like 
you can also be God and judge others now. <laughs> you can yeah. take the position of God yourself. It's like, let's judge them. Let's judge them. Because I think, yeah, because I was thinking about the Inquisition, but the Inquisition, all you had to do is confess your heresy. You actually had mm -hmm. to, you know, if you confess, then you could, but if you think about like the Protestant uprisings and the wars they'd have, and then sort of the value system they brought to America, because it's essentially a form of Calvinism we have here, right? Yeah. And Calvinism is like, there's like a weird predetermination in Calvinism. So it's like, if you're rich, it's because you're obviously good and God blessed your hard work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think that, there was like a bit of like combating that with like, um, like Locke and like more so like Thomas Paine, like his mm -hmm. whole idea of like common sense, you know, like mm -hmm. the age of reason mm -hmm. coming into like, hey, you know, religion is necessary for a certain amount, but I, be, I believe we're post-religion and I believe we can deal on reason. Right. And, you know, and he is like, I mean, I consider myself like, a, I don't know, like pragmatically, like a classic, like British liberal, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in the true sense, like the invention of the word, you know, where it comes from. Like you believe in individual rights and yeah, stuff like all, that. Yeah, all and... that stuff, you know, I, I believe people are individuals, which is what a crazy notion. Right. But, um, but then that kind of got twisted into like, you know, uh, I don't like, like European existentialists of like the mid 20th century mm -hmm. where the, all of a sudden it's like, like nothing matters. Everything's predetermined, you know, and there is no individualism because it's all uh, nature and nurture or, and then that slowly bleeds into just like what we're dealing with is like full on postmodernism where people think like absolutely nothing matters all, right. but everything matters. You know right. what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, weird... yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is like, if you destroy like this whole idea of everything leaves scars, right? Everything leaves scars, words leave scars and mm -hmm. whatever those statues. So then let's tear them down and create more scars. <laughs> like, it doesn't yeah, exactly. It doesn't really make any sense. Like with that, but the only way you can do that is if you take the moral high ground, you know what I mean? That's the mm -hmm. whole thing is like, it does, it's not logical. It's, it's just from the perspective of being good. Like, but that was I, like the beauty of Christianity and Protestantism and, you know, like yeah. you're saying, like Lutheranism, where they were just like, we just want to read. And then they, they read the Bible for themselves and they're like, they've only been telling us like a tenth of this fucking book. Yeah. Where like, nobody is without sin. And that is true. Like, you know what I mean? But that's the yeah. whole thing is like the phrase, hey, everybody's human, you know, or, you know, that whole, well, whole thing of forgiveness. Yeah. The whole point of Christianity was that this one dude was supposed to take the hit for all of us. And we could just move on with our lives. We could just <laughs> Thanks, go on. We don't have to persecute anybody anymore. We could just fight. Yeah. But instead, we just all turned into the Romans and Jesus, where we're mm -hmm. persecuted and the person we're like, we put ourselves yeah. up on the cross, but then we want to put others on the cross. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. all we actually did. So but they don't really like, realize, like, um, like they were, like, it's like an old Soviet saying, but it was being spray painted in Berkeley two months ago. Um, graffiti liberals get the bullet too and they don't get of that course. ideology where they don't oh, yeah, think, yeah. like like if you listen to stalin he's like no the first people you fucking kill are the people that helped you with the revolution because yeah. they just overthrew their country they clearly yeah. can't, can't, can't trust, trust those guys <laughs> yeah you can't trust those guys those are like the rats yeah you yeah. find out who the rats are and then you kill them yeah like um now, yeah say same thing with israel where like the, like these people were persecuted for literally their entire history and then the second they get their own state they start persecuting where it's same thing with you know um you know, these Antifa kids or not even them specifically, but like anarchists, like the Black Lives Matter, like I think two of the three leaders are, have s said publicly that they're trained Marxists. Where you're going yeah. like, you're like, you what? don't want to be, you don't want equality. You just want to, you're upset you're not in charge. That's what it is.
right? And the people well, who are like, in charge are unjust, and it's fucked up. That's what we started this conversation. It's like the people who are in charge are fucked up, and they left, right. they went left unchecked. So now this is opportunity for other people going like, hey, we could do it better. Put us in charge. They don't want right. equality. They want to be right. in charge. Right. And because everything is framed as power, right? Everything, mm -hmm. the explanation for everything is power. So the best thing to do is to put the people we like in power, mm -hmm. right? That's basically, there's no real other uh, way of looking at the world. And then you don't really solve anything. There's no, uh, you know what I mean? You just force people to do stuff. You try to force equality of outcome, you know, whatever. Well, that's, but, that's the best is uh, there's no like, like nothing come out of like school choice, like, they're just defunding police. There's no police reform. The police aren't getting more training. If anything, they should get more yeah. funding for more yeah, training. Exactly. More well, officers. the other thing is like, uh, how about stop the drug war? Like, what is this defunding? <laughs> yeah, that, right? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, what are you talking about? And well, the, other thing the, is that, the, the Biden crime bill is yeah. like massively responsible for all of this. And he's the fucking vice president nominee for the tolerant party. Yeah. And you were saying about like Black Lives Matter, like the organization, they put out this whole thing about how they want to destroy the patriarchy and the nuclear family and so, you know yeah. what i mean like they put and it's just like i don't know that seems to be the problem it all comes from <laughs> it people be the, it all comes from people that had decent families and decent upbringings that's the funny thing is they got the benefits of a nuclear family and uh, you know yeah, but their father put the them science. through college so he can so they can call him evil after four years exactly and they want to deny there's all the science that shows that the number one thing that can like predict the outcome of any child is whether they have a two-parent home like that's oh, yeah. I think every thing. school shooter didn't have a father. Yeah. Yeah. I would guarantee that I would, yeah, I would guarantee if you looked at the statistics, if you could like in the inner cities where people fucking shoot each other, you know what I mean? I bet mm -hmm. you like they'd be find a huge correlation. Or even like in junior you know? high where they, they play those videos for you where it's like, like they show like a reformed gang member every single time. He's like, I didn't have a dad. So I needed a community. So, like it's, it, it seems like the destruction of the family is a big problem, but they're saying that's what we want more of you know it just doesn't make sense you know what i mean like it just that's why none of this stuff i don't trust any organization anymore you know what i mean mm -hmm. anything organized that takes money and everything it's just always like you're gonna follow that money and find out that it was the democrats and put them up to it or whatever the fuck you know what i mean you're gonna just find out that it was yeah. all same old shit same old politicking from the fucking the people who've got everything you know? well that's one of the good cool things like recently especially this year where it's like i've been called a conspiracy theorist for 10 years and i'm not uh -huh. like the moon's made out of cheese guy i'm like a hey the federal reserve yeah was like was implemented for these three specific reasons and under its watch those three things got worse like like but you get i get labeled conspiracy theorist. so over the past like year year and a half i've been slowly validated which is kind of nice but also like I'm still a kook on certain subjects. So I'm like, okay, so I've been right on these 10 things, but I'm still crazy on these seven things. But like, right. wait six weeks and two of those will come true. Well, imagine how Ron Paul feels. Imagine how Ron, <laughs> Ron Don't get me started, Ron, dude. Ron Paul's like, hey, hey. No, well, he's, well, he's hilarious because I listen to his. He has a podcast too. And he's yeah. just like, yeah, he's just like, yeah, there's a big bubble. I've been talking about the bubble. <laughs> I've been talking about the Fed. Figure out now he's going on about how like they lie about the coronavirus. He has a lot of facts about how they lie, you know, how they're lying. And he's an actual medical shit. doctor, but he's God a fucking forbid. doctor. And of course, he was labeled a Nazi, right? Smeared a Nazi. Yeah. Smeared a. Um, actually, I learned from. Uh, I think it was like a Murray Rothbard book. I listened to some audio book that he wrote, and it was all about um, how in the '40s or '30s this Nazi thing, like calling people Nazi, that was actually perfected by New York journalists to get us into war. So anybody mm -hmm. who was like, hey, let's not go to World War II, they're like, well, you're obviously clearly a Nazi because you want to help the Nazis. You're anti well, that's another thing is people don't want to realize is like World War I and II 
the United States was like, you know, f- fucking uh, like exponentially valuable because yeah. isolationists, we were voluntarists under like just basically like the principles that the country was founded on is like, don't get involved in Europe's wars. This is like one of the founding principles. Um, and so we, we, we were made America. We were put in the position through, you know, the mid 1800s up until World War I because we had built up industry. We had, you know, zero regulation, you know, which bit us in the ass to a certain extent. You know, obviously you, you need like some workers' rights and decent wages, things like that. But what put us in the position to become the America, the, the post-World War II powerhouse was the, all the money made off of World War I and II before we got physically involved like in right. a battle capacity we were right. monetarily and supply wise supplying both sides um which is hilarious because and like that's another thing people don't realize is like there was like tens of thousands of americans that fought for the germans in both right. wars mm-hmm. because they were like first or second generation so the motherland called and they went and fought which is kind of yeah. crazy yeah. but but uh you know they weren't all fucking you know quakers <laughs> it wasn't wasn't all william penn's boys uh, some of those dudes wanted to pick up a gat but all of a sudden it's like oh no there's the enemy and then all of a sudden everybody in like german americans especially like in texas where like today there's still towns that speak exclusively german in texas and they're all of a sudden they just started flying under the radar or they went more um i guess against the american way of life where they started receding into their own society they became more inclusive Exclusive, just like rather. Asians, basically. I mean, they just became like <laughs> like all immigrant yeah. groups, right? Yeah, that's what Asians do. That's what you know, Hispanics do. Yeah, you know, it's just if you're yeah, not... Japanese Americans uh, post World War II, where they were like, "Hey, you just threw us in camps. Like, why am I liable to trust you anymore?" You know what I mean? I I was sold this bill of goods. Yeah, on like this beautiful document you guys have that you haven't lived well, up. Well, a ton of them left. The Jap- a lot of Jap- There's why there's that's like so few Japanese people actually. Yeah, you know, like in America, California might have the largest population, but even they're outnumbered by the Chinese yeah. and the Koreans. You know, um, so that pesky war. Yeah, that fucking. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, well, well, what's crazy is because Korea, you know, which like everything in my family that's fucked up can be traced to the war essentially because it just mm-hmm. like fucked everybody up. Like that's basically their pro- the proxy war they had to just keep the ball rolling. You know what I mean? They were like, fuck, World War <laughs> yeah. is over. What are we going to do with all this shit? We can't just stop. Are we going to just stop everything? And they're sort of like, ah, let's have a cold war because we can't nuke each other, mm-hmm. right? We can't nuke each all out. Nuke it. What if we just did these like extended skirmishes and, you know. Yeah, or the, yeah, ex- we'll ex-colonies. Each other states, you know. Yeah, like- yeah. Yeah, 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 we started using the CIA to overthrow. Well, that's what happened in the, so the um, Korea is like, the first thing they did was install South Korea when they split Korea in half. The first thing they did was, they being the US was install a puppet, which is this mm-hmm. dude, Syngman Rhee, as the first like de facto president of Korea. Yeah. And, there's, and he was obviously like, he was, went to Harvard and probably a CIA dude. Or, you know what I mean? He was like, this is a guy who's in there. Well, it's it's so, every puppet. They're all like either like, you know they're western either like european or you know North highly educated, educated like super highly educated west you know from washington or new york or some shit you know like so mm-hmm. um so then he was deposed by a popular uprising like yeah so the, um and then there was the second republic of korea which elected a president was here the democratically elected president and then it only lasted eight months because there was a military coup <laughs> that was probably backed by the CIA to then yeah. form a military dictatorship for like the next, I don't know, it was fucking 
almost 20 years before another military dictator took over <laughs> essentially like you know what i mean like so so that's like the playbook that they you know like i feel yeah. like korea was like the first country post world war ii where they're like hey what do we do you know this is what we do now and essentially that's what they've been doing this whole time well like even eisenhower was like pitching the whole idea of like the domino effect of communism right which is after- bullshit right which ended up being well, like it, it was a, to a certain extent, because it did get pushback, and everybody's like, "That's silly." And then you look at, you know, Korea, and then everybody's like, "Ah, maybe you might have something there." And then all of a sudden, like Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, and then, and then they, they were like, "All right, at least it's not in our hemisphere." And then all of a sudden, South America, and everybody was like, "Oh fuck, we actually have to do something." And then right. I'm like, "That was all overboard." But now, I mean, I, <laughs> based on the last four months, I could use a little McCarthyism, you know? Yeah. Well, you're getting it just from the wrong side. You're getting that's. <laughs> <laughs> they, they picked up the mantle that's the whole thing is like the shit came it's right it doesn't not really a right or left thing you know what i mean it's just a baton people pick yeah. up in time these people that, well, if you i mean you like ron paul and uh you know i'm assuming like murray rothbard ludwig von Mises, these guys that were all socially liberal fiscally conservative and then now you have these all these people that are the exact opposite which is right. basically stalin which is socially <laughs> conservative and economically liberal which is just a literally it's been tried a hundred times and it's a fucking doomed system right so yeah i don't and that's the whole thing is like it's hard for me to get behind commies you know when my family was ripped apart by them you know (laughs) like you know when they were uh you know kidnapped by them and stuff like that you know like so it's hilarious because um i'm albanian so we weren't a soviet bloc because we Uh were separated by a couple countries but uh, Uh we had tito and he was like the people were hurting so they're like let's try it out it sounds great so they did try it out and it did work under him mm-hmm. because that is a, a, a system that nobody wants to talk about is benevolent dictator yeah because it, it works. truly works the, yeah, and, and it, it works. works yeah yeah it works but the problem is it's always inherited by somebody which in this right. case was Enverhoja, and then the country fell apart in like six years they're like hey hey we've got like uh enough money to feed three quarters of the people or we can feed half the people and paint the buildings pretty colors. <laughs> and everybody's uh-huh. like, shit, let's, let's up these spirits. So okay, you talk wait, to wait, my wait. family. What's wait, up? Sorry. So Albania is like, where, what is it bordered by? What countries? Um, to the south by? of it is Greece. Okay. And then above it is um, former Yugoslavia. So Serbia, Montenegro, Bosnia. So it's like a connection between the Mediterranean and the Balkans kind of. Yeah, we're on the Adriatic. Uh, we're like, gotcha. it's like 50 miles from Italy. Gotcha. Okay. So you got, okay. Interesting. All right. So it's an interesting mix of like this sort of, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it was, we were also uh, Ottoman for a while. We've got a bit of their alphabet, <laughs> you know, there's some, some Oh shit. Stuff. So you got some mu- muzzy in there. You got some, yeah, got yeah. Some, Most uh, Albanians are Greek, actually Muslim. Greeky. Yeah. I actually, um, my, um, super old super was Albanian. Like I hung out with them. <laughs> They're good awful. people. I'd say like, you know, like anybody, like most of them are good people, 90% yeah. of them. But then every yeah, now yeah. and then I got a, cousin like we'll just be getting like falafel and he like goes to get a crowbar because he heard a guy speak serbian you know, like, you know, you right know you a tribal people um his cousin was hilarious just came in and showed me a dvd of like it was almost like two hours of just some video footage of some hill in albania where people were just partying and he mm-hmm. was just like look at that look he's just telling me to look at him like yeah we <laughs> yeah. do have a bit of that like uh the um the israelis have that too i found where they they like they fucking like to tie one on because they're like hey we could we can get blown up tomorrow. What's you know what I mean? Let's party. Yeah. 
Wait, wait uh, so in terms of that, what is the war torn? So it's like you got your so we had a, we Turkey had, Greece war thing going on. There was like a fracturing for like 20 years after post World War II. So uh -huh. post World War One, we got our independence, I think, 1912. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, we're very, they kept like good relations because of the massive Muslim population. Um, mm -hmm. But then obviously all the Catholics despised the uh, Ottomans, the Turks. But uh, Post-World War II, there was a bit of a fracturing just because of, you know, you know, World War II. It's kind of not a, uh, like a, like a parasite state, but they do rely on the well-oiled machine of mainland Europe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The, of Western uh -huh. Europe, rather. Yeah, yeah, right. So they kind of just took a hit and then all of a sudden, you know, they're experimenting with, uh, I wouldn't even say communism, but some people would say communism. It's definitely more socialist than what Americans think socialism is. Uh -huh. But um, it wasn't full-blown, like, you know, what they were doing in the Soviet bloc era. But uh, it was, like, you know, a, a, you know, a collectivization going on. Of, like, more know, state ownership of industries and things like that. In order yeah, but people like... thought it was great. Like, it was just hilarious. You talk to people based on when they left. Because most of my family didn't leave until, like, the 90s. My, my grandpa left in the 60s. And there was, like, skirmishes, you know, one- to two-year skirmishes over the whole, t um, like, second half of the 20th century. But... It wasn't in the 90s when like Bosnia and uh, Serbia kicked off that everybody started leaving in droves. But um, uh, they're like based on when they left my family, like they have different views. Like my grandpa liked it because he's like, oh, it was great. Like you work 25 hours a week. You just get uh -huh. your vouchers. You go to the uh -huh. store. It's fucking great, you know. But uh -huh. then left in the 90s are like, you do not want to return to the fucking hell we lived in. Um, and now it's great because like uh since what like 97 they've been opened up and it's the same thing with the fall of the soviet union where they were not uh they had good relations with the soviet union but stalin tried to kill tito like a handful of times and he just oh, really kept, he just kept like sending assassins? the assassins back dead yeah <laughs> so like we're talking about like deep state operators where these people are like they work in his household for you know they oh, either Jesus. get an agent on the inside or you know have somebody infiltrate over the course of a couple decades and then try to point us in his food or whatever he just kept sending the assassins back their fucking lifeless bodies uh -huh. and he's like he's like next time you try to kill me come do it yourself be a fucking man yeah especially like in that part of the world everybody's like they they like strong leaders right um and you know he was our our good benevolent dictator um because my family we're actually from montenegro um which is just the country north of albania we live right on the border we just uh -huh. when somebody drew the line we got cut off <laughs> but uh but they speak albanian in yeah yeah montenegro well, okay it's like saying uh, some dude off the Appalachians, you know, that you can barely understand speaks English. Okay, gotcha. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's a, there's, it's a dialect. There's, there's two main dialects and a couple fractured ones, and we speak like a dialect of a dialect. So, like, you'll get caught up. Um, I've, I've learned since learned, like, proper Albanian, and they don't use, like, the same words for, like, milk, you know, or oh, you know, wow, random okay. shit. So, so, super regional, yeah. Yeah, it's super regional. It's, it's like, it's all, it's the same thing as, like, Afghanistan, where... Yeah. There are the Nazis had the same problem with the Balkans that we had in Afghanistan, where it's like you're dealing with one city and then the other half of the population lives in these like two to four hundred person villages up in the top of mountains. The hills, yeah. There's no way to get there and they're all self sufficient. You know, you have like it's like a lot of people didn't even know World War II happened, you know, even yeah. though they were an occupied state. This <laughs> guy, uh -huh. but um, yeah, it's like, no, this is what my village produces, so this is what I have. Like, it's like goat tomatoes cabbage uh, you know stuff like that 
Yeah, mountain people too are like a hard people. Yeah, those are like. Oh, uh, you have no idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Korean people. The Koreans are mountain and hill people. Like yeah. Afghan Afghans are mountain hill people. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it's because you hole up, you hole up in mountains, <laughs> and yeah. you make make caves and shit. Yeah, you fucking. Yeah. And that's the reasoning for it. Like I, my grandpa, I don't think met my grandma. Like it was just not an arranged marriage, but it's like, hey, we heard there's a girl over there. Why don't you go marry her? And he's like, okay, and went and married her. Stuff like that. You ever, um, you ever hear the story about the last two Jews in uh, Afghanistan? Like, <laughs> no, I'd like love two, to hear it, dude. There's that. Uh, it's just it's well. The thing is, that, like these last, there's only two dudes left who are Jews. Uh, some like a tribe. Uh, they're the last remaining members of the people who speak this very specific dialect of like mm -hmm. whatever it is they speak, and they fucking hate each other. They like won't talk to. <laughs> they refuse. <laughs> they refuse to talk to each other. They will not. They will let the language die. They will let the language. <laughs> they call. They let it all die because of their hatred for each other. Yeah, I feel like that's like the perfect metaphor. Well, that's another you know, thing. That's is like, like my mom. Uh, my mom's family's from Norway. Uh, my mom's uh, dad, I think, was born there or uh, was came, like was born when he was like one. That my mom's family is very Scandinavian. They're much more like tolerant. Uh, um, well, that's, but yeah, it's so that's funny. funny. Looking at the Vikings, uh, the uh, raping and pillaging Vikings are yeah, well, actually the more tolerant ones. It's so funny because you look at it like, like the Vikings are actually like, um, the all the Germanic people. The so the Vikings just in like ten different waves replaced Western Germany. Mm -hmm. So it was all, it used to be all Celts, mm -hmm. and then, you know, the original wave of Vikings came down and they occupied like what's now Germany, and then you know the Goths came from like Finland and Sweden and like in just. And then obviously, like, uh, like the Angles, the Jutes, and the Saxons, like, after Rome left England, they took England. And then 400 years later, the Vikings from Norway and Denmark went and took it from the Angles and the Saxons. So it's, just, it's just a constant, it's just, like, 10 different waves. Even the Franks are German, but they were right. just under, um, they just had a longer period under, like, Roman rule. So they mm -hmm. got a bit more Latinized. But they're, the Francos are a German tribe as well. But all these people come from Scandinavia, which is kind of crazy. They dominated the whole world. Even like Russia, the Rus yeah. people are the Rus, Swedish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, you know, the Kievan Rus, and they're even like um, in uh, Ottoman Empire, they were like the secret service for a long time because they were back in the time when everybody was like 5'2, the fucking Norwegians were like 6'2 because right. they just had, they were just eating seven salmon a day. Yeah. But um, yeah, they kind of conquered the world. And then as soon as they got the chance, they fucking chilled out, which is what most people do. Well, they found Jesus, really, is what it is, you know? They found, oh, they, yeah, that had, that had a huge <laughs> part they, to do with it. Well, like, yeah, uh, yeah. That's what, and that's what probably all these motherfuckers need to do, really, is, you know, like you were saying, they need to find religion, you know? They probably have mm -hmm. to, like, give up their whatever it is, their, their democratic whatever. I don't know. I feel like it's, like, the, the comics are the worst, man. Like the I call them the democratic comics of America. <laughs> like, the ones that are, <laughs> yeah. like avowed biden voter the ones who loved warren but now will vote for biden because it's the future of humanity like those they're, they're so the worst they're like the worst people i, I just don't. you shouldn't be a comic especially I, like, I mean they're my second favorite behind like socialist comics where they're like i don't even all of their ideas Ugh, yeah all of their ideas go against like standing on a stage and professing your ideas <laughs> well it's you obviously a like, I just feel like anybody who puts anything over comedy is not really funny. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. if it's like ideology yeah. of any kind or race even or sex yep. or anything, if anything comes before it, like it's you're clearly not in this for real. Yeah. Well, that's why like 
I, um, I don't know, like, why I, like, at least, like, I've become more educated, you know, especially in my adult life over the last 10 years. Uh, but even as a kid, like, I was, like, I understood, like, I would rather, a, like, a libertarian society, like, in the sense that American right now is not libertarian party, you know, fucking Tiger King running for president, but, but yeah. libertarian in the sense of, like, you know, liberty-based society right. allows communes to exist. It allows socialism to exist in yeah. pocket, whereas yeah, the yeah, opposite yeah, yeah. isn't true. Whereas if, if there is a regime, a socialist regime, it would not allow for, you know, right wing free commerce to take place. I think, yeah, I, you know, the older I get, I used to be, I mean, I went to Berkeley, so I was pretty indoctrinated in this sort mm -hmm. of lefty Marxist view of history, which in some ways I can still see, I understand the rubric in which that exists, like right? this idea that there's like a proletariat versus, you know, bourgeoisie or that there's mm -hmm. some struggle between opposites going on you know, throughout history. But then I don't necessarily prescribe to the fact that that's all there is. You know what I mean? That that's the yeah. only explanation for everything you know, and all of that. And so on and so forth. So I think like, I don't know. I just hope that there is an opportunity to, uh, to actually have real liberty and freedom. You know, the more mm -hmm. I, the older I get, the I can see the logical. Because I don't necessarily, not like a Rothbardian. I just don't believe in following people really. But like, I can see the, but the logical sort of workings that, they have where like you know Rothbard's fucking conclusion is that like why well, we got to be just become like anarcho-capitalists that you yeah know, no, eventually, you know so I'm not sure that's ever going to really happen or whatever and 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 whatever like but I but about what I do appreciate is like this idea that it's the intervention that's the problem the intervention of the government the invention of whatever you know like we haven't actually had real freedom we have, and real but liberty. that's the problem is yeah you always have I mean but like either side which is funny because both sides like whether you're like a full-blown communist or like a full-blown anarcho-capitalist it's a horseshoe where you guys are you guys are both no government right but the pro but, but also both of them rely on uh i guess the voluntarist nature of society where it's like everybody's participating in this the problem is you still have the guy that throws his trash at the side of a trash can and doesn't pick it yeah. up. You know what I mean? That's, that's the reason it's like 5% of the population is the reason we can't, we'll never live in a utopia because you're just never going to get rid of those people as much as you try Hitler, <laughs> but just genocides never work. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, and it's also a Judeo Christian idea. It's like, no individuals have meaning. They have value. So regardless of their standing, you can't just kill people. And not only that, there's like, we're all good and evil so you can't really root out just the evil because mm -hmm. if you go by that standard soon that'll be you you'll be the evil to well, yeah exactly else, well, it's right? the same, like every, every, nobody can understand how like nazism took hold so fast but then within i think by like was like april 1st april 2nd people were already like ratting on their neighbors yeah the coronavirus and so, yeah, yeah exactly i mean that's exactly how it takes yeah, yeah, yeah i mean that's and now because we basically have this whole thing of like, because of contact tracing for the virus, we're letting, you know, Google and Apple basically just like take over, you know, like tracking yeah. us. And then they're turning that into fighting racism where they're like, they can use your yep. speech. Basically, you know, hey, like, by the way, we're listening in on you. And uh, if you want, we can uh, let everybody know if you're racist. Uh, that? <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you'd be into? Uh, uh, you know, like, that's, what, that's where we're at. And people will opt in. People will be like, yes, yeah. thank you, Google, for watching mm -hmm. my racism. You know, yeah. alerting others, holding me accountable. Thank Until you. it comes to bite them in the ass, you know. Exactly. Uh, 
like how many handful of cases you see of people like you know the left eating its own you know the snake eating its own tail where these people they're so gung-ho about all these movements and then it comes for them and they're like but i was on your team my favorite video have you seen that video of there's like these kids playing beer pong and the the protests are going by in front of their house oh yeah yeah, yeah. And they're giving them the <laughs> thumbs up and then they throw a brick through their window and they're like yeah. we're on your team we're on your team <laughs> i'm like no you're not yeah like, they don't they don't give but a shit nobody yeah that's the thing i mean that's the um i mean not even the protesters that's the whole thing nobody really cares at all well yeah <laughs> that, where you know, it's like, so funny like if you realize like none of this makes sense like i don't know a single person that didn't think george floyd was murdered like literally yeah. everybody agreed yeah, he was yeah, murdered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but within like two days they had found their enemy and then you fast forward two weeks and they're talking about defunding all police departments across the nation yeah and and then you're like well that's kind of crazy i don't like literally yeah. like ask anybody who's lived in a shitty neighborhood that's the last thing you want to do i grew up on welfare and like cops are your friend you know what i mean if, right. unless you're one of the bad guys they're just fucking people how about that how about they're human yeah. beings too you know what i mean not they're all yeah. bad that doesn't yeah. all cops that, that's the whole thing it's just like it'd be uh, this creating this binary system it's just the coke and pepsi thing this is what yeah, we but do then that happens too that, that tribalism of like like i have multiple friends who are cops and like la sheriffs and stuff and they're all fucking good guys and they like yeah. they did it voluntarily they're like no i feel like i'm capable and it doesn't pay enough like it, it's a well-paying yeah. job but not compared to what you have to do with the duties entail but they're all just like no this is like i feel like, like it's my social duty and like it's yeah. a very noble thing for them to do and even them they hate that blue line shit that thin blue yeah. line where it's that tribalism of like it's them versus us it's like you're not at war dude look how quickly like the national guard like disabled these things because they're actually like trained for these events where it's, right. there's no it's it's them protecting their own people versus like a them versus us mentality like the whole sheepdogs protecting you know from the wolves thing where it's like you're not a fucking sheepdog dude you're you're garrett from down the street yeah well it makes it all um heightened the tribalism heightens everything emotionally so that you you know yeah. what i mean so that it's like not rational anymore you're just like ah, you're like i'm on my side mm -hmm. and they just yell at each other and it's just and i don't know and meanwhile it's just like you know the guys if I get the wealthy get wealthier right the poor are gonna get yeah. kicked out onto the street there's just gonna be more homeless people than ever before <laughs> yeah that's another thing uh, what about yeah. the, uh, the moratorium on evictions <laughs> it's like no, but they're out, not they're not out. canceling the debt so it's like all right yeah. we're gonna postpone it another month so it's like okay so next month i'm gonna be another yeah rent in debt like oh yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah like come come like the end of august they're just gonna be like all right now you owe me eight grand well california's whole thing of it's really the worst thing to do you should have either stayed closed or open and stay open but not open and go close again you know what i mean the, that's, so that's ridiculous the most disruptive thing you could possibly do well this and, whole shutdown when i left work on march 17th this whole shutdown they were saying was going to take two weeks and it was to s flatten the curve flatten the yep, curve yep. and I, they were saying like three weeks tops that's what we were getting like in our memos from the government my work and then all like we've now gotten to the point the healthcare system is not going to be overwhelmed at this point. That's the whole reason we did the shutdown. It was never yeah. don't people aren't going to get sick. People are going yeah. to get sick. Once again, it's a disease that you have to get tested for to even know if you have it. But the whole thing was like, people are going to get sick. We just have to flatten the curve. The curve has been flattened by months now. And, and now they're still, I don't know. It's just so ridiculous. The party that believes in science won't listen to fucking science. Well, that's why I think it's like the same thing as Russiagate to impeachment. To the, it's like moving the goalposts. It's like everything is, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So that it doesn't become about the logic and the reason behind yeah. what they did. Well, it's, it's really it's all the, tr the Trump hate, which yeah. I don't like the fucking guy either. But I also, I've 
This I is not helping all, presidents. I know all yeah. of the presidents, and I can you name me a single thing that Trump has done that's worse than any other president. Like he's just he tried to get out of Afghanistan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's look at, why he's such a bad guy. <laughs> the, the, look at the last dude who tried to shut down the military industrial complex. His brain ended Phew. up in the back of a Lincoln. Yeah, exactly. The guy before him was Eisenhower. They, they just ignored. We're like, ah, fuck him. And look the at um, guy. the whole. Um, once again, the party that cares about people, you know, obviously the whole leanings of just, you know, not just, you know, news media, but media in general through like social media, Hollywood, all the, everybody's on the side of the Democrats, which is kind of crazy to begin with. If you just know the history of the country, you know, yeah, like I'm not going into the whole, the Democrats are the racist party, but they were the, I mean, they were, you know, yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean, everybody's were. like, oh, and you have to go back to stats that are like 200 years old or like the great switch myth. Yeah, but then also it's like, no, they like in the 60s, they were anti-segregationists. Like, yeah, that's all bullshit. Yeah, they're all, they were, they, <laughs> they, they were, all, but it was all politically viable. Yeah, but then it's also, some of it is well-intentioned. Like it's that, um, that real nice, like bigotry of low expectations thing. Where it's yeah. like, oh no, they're not capable of doing it, so we have to help them. And it's right. like, that is so That's that northern insulting. racism. That's like that, you know what I mean? That's that like, yeah. not that good old-fashioned southern one. <laughs> That's like yeah. northern looking down at your nose, paternal, uh, fucking Protestant. You know, it's a Protestant, nice Protestant form of it. But um, uh, those those people, though, to get to my point, the, uh, the people that are so tolerant and so nice and so inclusive, just so they could prove Trump wrong, this whole hydroxychloroquine thing, where for months they were saying it's dangerous and he's going to kill people for, for right. saying he's taking it and all this and that. And then literally, what, like two weeks ago, there's, they're saying like, you know, all these studies are coming out where it could have prevented X amount of lives, thousands, tens of thousands of lives could have been right. saved. So right. now the media isn't being held to the same standard they're holding the president. No, of course not. Where it's like, of course not. if it saves one life, it's worth it. And then you guys, you're, and your false reporting could have, could have saved tens of thousands of lives. Yeah. And, but ra you'd rather smear the president. Was smearing the, an, the, what, the 50th round of attempted smearing this guy? Was that worth all those lives? You don't care about those lives, man. Of course not. Yeah. There's blood on their hands. I mean, what about WMDs, right? There's blood on, you know, there's <laughs> fucking w, blood on their hands. George Bush is a good guy now. Yeah. No, that's the whole thing. <laughs> They're all soaked in blood and money, you know. Well, anyways, dude, I'm going to, uh, let's wrap up. Um, oh, where, fuck yeah. What, where's the... Uh, where can the people find you, Mitchell? Where um, can they find you online? Oh, fuck. I'm trying to stay off it. At Mitchell Fill Up on Instagram. And then also right. uh, follow my podcast, uh, Hats Off, Gloves Off podcast. I'll, we'll get you on. We'll zoom it up. Yeah, dude. hell yeah. Okay. Hell uh, hats yeah, Off, yeah. Gloves Off. We, we give hats off to people that deserve it. You know, so we point out, highlight the good and the bad. So we give hats off to people that deserve it. Nice. And we, give, we go gloves off on people that deserve it. Um, it's me and uh, Spencer Calendar. Oh yeah, I know Spencer. Good yeah. Yeah, 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 at Robot Spencer on Instagram, at HogoPod on Instagram, um, and follow our super producer at Jeremy Bean, also a comic, good guy. Um, cool man. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Follow me on all that shit. HogoPod Mitchell Phillips. Hi Mitchell. Again, thanks so much for doing this, dude. Oh yeah, dude. Thanks. Break up the monotony. Yeah.